0: Welcome into Buccaneers Insider Live, presented by Miller Lite, Casey Phillips, and Scott Smith here. And this is always where we take your questions, and we know draft one week out. I bet they don't have any Eight questions. Days. I bet they have Finally. nothing to ask us. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, and it's been great because we now have guys out on the field actually getting to do Phase 2. Just heard an air horn right now. <laughs> they're literally out on the field right now. Um, so we've got a little bit of clarity on some stuff. And also, I mean, it's still not really football. They're, they're doing sort of the individual drills. There's no contact, but at least the coaches are. Getting to be out there with them, which is cool, and uh, we also have a little bit of breaking yeah, news to I, start. You
1: probably saw me uh, sneaking a peek down at my phone. Uh, we actually have right now breaking news. Um, we n- we don't know the full schedule until later tonight, mm-hmm. but we've been informed that the game we're going to play against the Carolina Panthers in London is going to be at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium on October 13th. That's Week Six, and it's the kickoff. In our local time will be 9:30 a.m.
0: That's so awesome. That. Th-
1: that's got to be the earliest game the Buccaneers have ever played. In I'm terms sure. Of local start.
0: So, so you, what does that s- kind of say to you? What do you learn from that about the schedule and what, what could that mean for the team overall of when that is in the London game overall? Well, we,
1: we kind of knew it was going to be – it's usually in the week like six to eight range, so that's not surprising. Um, it It – it probably also means that our bye week will be week seven because you usually get your bye week the week after right. you play in London. Uh, it's just a cool experience. We've been to London twice, and it's been fun both times, but this is there's a new wrinkle here in that this is a brand-new stadium. Uh, there is going to be one more game on the whole International Series before ours, so we'll be the second game ever in that stadium. It's brand-new. It was built – With the NFL in mind, actually, it's Mm. obviously its main purpose is to be the home team of the soccer club of the same name. Right, but they it's a it's a multi-purpose stadium built. uh, One of the purposes, specifically, it was hmm, that was I said specifically while there, (laughs) I specifically said that word well as. It was the NFL, because they, they want to keep attracting more and more NFL games over there. So, for instance, they have their usual soccer pitch, but it splits and retracts, and underneath it there's a synthetic turf for NFL teams to play on. That's really I'm cool. I'm sure there's some other features as, as well that are specific to the NFL, but uh, it's just a sign of – How much that international series is progressing i mean there's five games in it this year every year it seems like there's more i think there were five scheduled last year as well but when this whole thing started it was one one game a year and now it's five four in london and one in mexico city so it's, it's becoming a bigger and bigger deal, but um, it should be fun to play at that new stadium.
0: That's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned for the full schedule yeah, release later o'clock. tonight at 8, 8 o'clock. o'clock. Um, all right, we've got questions starting to roll in. We've got people from watching all over the place. I saw a Czech Republic and what? a bunch of really unique places that That's we – That's fantastic. Uh, it seems like new, new people chiming in here. Um, and I think his name is Rawl. I hope I got that right. Uh, from the Bahamas. Um, says, is it true that we don't have much money left on the cap to sign our draft picks? <laughs> we get to ask that every day. I know, week. I love it.
1: Uh, just as we said heading into free agency when it looked like it, wasn't, it wouldn't even be possible for the Buccaneers to sign anybody, it's not that hard to create the cap space that you need. Right. No team has ever like, passed on draft picks because they didn't have the cap space for it. Don't worry about that. We will have the cap space to sign all our draft picks. Yeah. Whatever the number you're seeing on Spot Trek or whatever website you go to right now that's making concern, don't worry about it. It'll be fine.
0: Yes. Um, okay, and another question we've been getting a lot, and now we at least have heard a little bit from uh, Jason Light on. Tito said, what's going on with Kendall Beckwith? Uh, and I, we've heard from Jason. I don't know that we have a lot more clarity, more clarity. Than, than we've had before. So.
1: Yeah. Three times now. And, and Jason actually addressed this fact. He said, I, I know I spoke to you at the combine about this. And I spoke to you at the NFL owners meetings about this, that uh, at, at both times I said we'd have more information in a specific amount of time. And in this case, it was mid-April. And he said, we, we're not there yet. Um, what we do know is that Kendall has not been cleared to practice. The team has moved into phase two of the offseason where you can have assistant coaches on the field, you can do position drills, you can't do offense versus defense, but you can do more. And Kendall's not out there. He hasn't been cleared. Uh, so that's obviously not a positive step forward or a positive step forward that hasn't been taken yet. Uh, but he also said we still are a little bit away from having our, you know, our true knowledge of what's going to happen right so we still don't have an exact answer for you yet we the only part of that that's new is that we know he's not been cleared to practice and he was practicing in the middle of last season so right that's a little confusing
0: yeah that's true uh something else that jason was asked about and that we are also being asked about is uh gerald mccoy and the fact that he's not at the workouts and it's always a good time to remind everybody that these are voluntary right. workouts and um you know there's i think on every team it would be safe to say that there's usually players that choose to work out other places and, sure. and aren't here but what did Jason say when asked about Gerald McCoy well I mean
1: you know it's kind of all the same thing uh, he, like you said it's voluntary and Gerald McCoy is on the team right now um, you know th- he gets asked constantly are you trying to trade him or is he staying away and basically there's not a lot more to say about it than Gerald McCoy's is on the roster. And he's not practicing here, but he doesn't have to be.
0: Right. Yeah, that's There's very true. a lot true. more to it. Uh, TC said, I've seen a lot of mock drafts showing that we might trade our fifth overall pick back for another second mm. round pick. Do you see that as being a, a oh, likely for scenario? Sure. Well,
1: last year we traded from seven to 12 and got two second rounders. Um, you have to look at that draft value chart to get a good idea of, and I don't have it in front of me, of what exactly you would pay or get for different moves. One thing that I found interesting in what Jason Light said yesterday, and it matches up with what I was believing anyway is there is only a certain point to which we would trade down we're we're at five Jason said there's five guys he would absolutely love to take there so there's no urgency necessary right if you can sit there and you're going to get a guy you love and that's true whether or not Kyler Murray goes first it's probably easier if Kyler Murray goes first yeah because then you're yeah, reducing it that. to four guys because he's surely not on our list because we're not taking a quarterback in five. I think that's pretty obvious. So, um, you know, it becomes five guy, four guys instead of five mm-hmm. or three guys instead of four that can be taken in front of you. Um, I th- I don't know what it is, eight, nine, ten, thirteen, but there's some line where they won't trade back. And and that, could, that, that decision will be made when we're on the clock at five because you don't know right now which four guys are going. So let's say – You have Jason said there's they've drawn a line between their absolutely top tier great prospects and then just the very very good ones. There's there's a specific line there, and so if you get to let's pick a number. Let's say there's ten of them, nice round number. If you get to pick five, and there are five of those. Well, let's say there's seven of those guys left on your list, then you can move back seven spots, but no more, and be guaranteed you can gamble that much. Otherwise, you're you're not guaranteed of getting that guy. You could probably move one more, depending upon who you're trading with, if you know they're trading up to get a quarterback, because then you don't have to worry about that pick being one of your guys. So there is a spot. I I do believe that we're willing to trade, and absolutely you can get a second-round pick out of that. If you're trading two spots down, like we did in um, in 2012, we traded down with the Jaguars, I think, in 2012 from five to seven. And they took uh, the wide receiver who who didn't last, and we took Mark Barron. And we only got like a high fourth. I found another 5 to 7 trade from another pair of teams that they got a third round pick for Mm. it. So if you're talking one or two spots, you're probably only getting like a third or fourth round pick. But anything more than that, you're almost certainly going to get a second round pick out of it. And you saw from 7 to 12 was worth two second round picks Right. Yeah, that's
0: very true. Um, Travis wanted to know, do you think uh, Josh Allen or Devin White at 5? So I don't know if he's asking which you'd prefer or what you yeah. think is more likely. You can answer either way or both. I think
1: Devin White's more likely because I think Josh Allen will probably be gone. But um, I think I would pick Josh Allen out of those two. Uh, we've been saying this all along. Whatever I answer that question doesn't mean that I wouldn't like to have the other one. Unfortunately, can only have one. Right. So um, I think Josh Allen would be a perfect fit for Todd Bowles. defense, I know, as Jason was saying yesterday, you're going to see 4-3, you're going to see 3-4, you're going to see nickel, you're going to see a lot of different looks, but let's just call it a 3-4. And there are, as Jason was saying yesterday, uh, running that defense and the multiple schemes really opens up the amount of prospects. It it makes more prospects viable for you to draft, which is nice. It also helps some of the players that are already on the roster, as Carmen wrote about yesterday. Um, You can read that here on Buccaneers.com. or we're on Facebook now, right? Yes. Well, whatever, on Buccaneers.com. Um, <coughs> I, that was going a little bit off-tangent there, but uh, the point is Josh Allen would be a really good fit. Yes. Now, another guy that maybe you're seeing rise up a lot of mock drafts lately is Ed Oliver.
0: That's funny. That actually is the next question. A lot of people were asking if you feel like he would be a good fit here. I
1: do, and I think Ed Oliver would uh, would be a viable pick for the Buccaneers if – Josh Allen, Nick Bosa, Quentin Williams, is a lot of mock Draft show, are all going right before them, then he's a good choice there, I okay. think. If not, if Ed Oliver even goes before us, then that knocks another guy down. So either way, him rising up the board can have an impact on the Buccaneers.
0: Okay. Uh, TC wants to know who you now think.
1: It's, it's important to note that when I say rising up the board, I'm talking about, the consensus the mock draft trash, boards, right? not I don't our think, Buccaneers yeah, draft. I don't yeah. think over the last couple of weeks we are going
0: eh, I like it over a little bit yeah, more, just right? I like you Josh Allen a yeah, little yeah, bit more. That's, good, that's a very good clarification right. that we are not up there sneaking yeah, peeks at the draft board. board. Uh, TC said, who do you think will win the backup QB job, Gabbert or Griffin?
1: I think probably Gabbert. Um, I think we'll keep all three of them, though. Uh, Gabbert has obviously more game experience because – as we always say about Ryan, he, he hasn't had the chance yet to throw the ball in a regular season game. Uh, but he's he has said he likes Ryan Griffin, that he being Bruce Arians. So um, I don't think it's a gimme, but if you're asking me which one, I think probably Gabbard.
0: Okay. Uh, Justin said, should we consider trading up for the guy we really want?
1: Consider, of course. But um, two things there. The guy we really want could be several different guys. I mean, we, we could have a very similar grade on – three guys and if that's the case then I don't think you want to trade up and give away valuable draft assets to get a one of those three when you can get one of them by sitting still mm-hmm. um two I just don't think with sev- a total of seven picks and a lot of needs it makes a ton of sense to trade any of that away I, I, don't, I don't see trade up happening
0: right um AJ is already putting you on the spot here what is your prediction on what our regular season record will be Oh man! Mm-hmm. I know you always hate those questions. And well, I still right, ask because them of you. <laughs> you can't go.
1: Uh, I, I'm gonna look bad, whatever I do here, because you're either I- a homer. If, if you and say like 11 and five, like come on, you're being a homer. If right. you say nine and seven, then what? You don't believe in this team, right? Yeah. Uh, I'll just go with nine and seven. I mean, because that's what you don't believe in this team.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. I thought you'd appreciate that. Yes, thank you.
0: Um, Richard asked, When is the next Salty Dogs podcast?
1: We've been talking about doing one soon um, because we've got some players in the building now, so it'd be cool to have one of those guests on. Um, that's a good question. And if that person is interested in Salty Dogs, know that you can email us questions at saltydogs at buccaneers.nfl.com.
0: I'm going to email and ask you what you think the record's yeah, going to yeah, be. Thank you.
1: <laughs> and. Um, in addition, you could suggest a guest you might like us to have on. Like, of all the new players, do you want us to talk to Dayon Buchanan? Do you oh, want us okay, to talk cool. to Shaq um, Barrett? That's and a good that idea. that could lead us in the direction. We've been talking about doing another one soon. So cool. So I think it'll be quite soon.
0: Uh, Chris said, if we trade back, let's say, into the teens, is there a chance we go cornerback at that position or at yeah, that spot?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and that'll – but, again, that's if one of those players on their list that I was talking about, their top tier, is a cornerback. If, if, uh, if there's a cornerback on that list – then yes, but I don't think they trade back past the point of where that list ends and then they go, oh, all the ends and linebackers we wanted are gone we right. take the corner. I don't think that's the scenario that's going to unfold. Okay. But if a cornerback is good enough to be on that list of what they think are the top great player tiers, then then yes, that can
0: Okay. Occur. Uh Gerald said, is Ed Oliver too small to play, 3-4 defensive end? Light said Bowles likes his DNs a certain size.
1: Well – uh, the size is definitely the, the question mark about Oliver. Um but I don't there's been some players around that size that have that have been able to play at that size. I don't think Aaron Donald's the biggest guy in the world, you know. And he's obviously the most dominant defensive yeah, player. He's in definitely NFL. shorter. He's
0: I think he's six he, two, I think. I think he's yeah, I mean Aaron Are you Aaron talking about I was Donald? talking about Aaron Donald. Oh, I was okay. sitting there going, Wait a minute, yeah, he's shorter, but I think he's also bulked up a lot since he came in yeah To the league
1: you know uh, here's what I'd say about that, and it was I don't think it was a question about Ed Oliver specifically, but um, Jason was asked yesterday about a player and would he fit in this, and was the size right and he said, Todd Bowles knows how to take a guy and not use him in a way that I- if his size makes him not perfect for a certain role, then he'll devise a role for him that will work okay, so I think if he's talented enough um his his size
0: won't be an issue. Okay, um, Morton said um, I've seen some people predicting that we might trade with the Packers At to go 12. back in the first round. Do you see that as a possibility? Well, who
1: are the Packers trading up for?
0: Right, that's the thing. Is like it's. I think the questions are always funny of the idea of just oh yeah we'll trade back with them, but they have to want to right. trade up. And I mean I guess some people are saying. I've seen predictions that they might take a QB to they replace Rodgers
1: eventually. They sign, eventually, he just signed, like, a five-year, 100-bajillion-dollar contract. Although it worked really well
0: when he sat behind Favre for a while, so maybe yeah. they're like, let's do that again.
1: Yeah, but they took Aaron Rodgers at, like, 26th in the round. a yep, little they different. Didn't trade up to take him. A little um, different. In fact, that was historically um, an amazing draft in that everybody passed on him all that yeah. long, right? And um, Alex Smith, I think, went first in mm-hmm. that draft. Um, no, I mean, yeah – you tell me who it is the Packers are trading up for, because 12 is a spot that I could see happening, 5 to 12, and you probably still are in that range of players right. th- on that top tier list. And if you trade from 5 to 12, like I did a, a mock draft this, or this past at the, on Monday. Casey, Carmen and I did our last mock draft, and I had the Bucks pick because we alternate picks. And I had us trade back with Miami be, at 13 because Miami was trading up to get a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as it turned out, I eventually traded back up to nine. But in any case, the traffic chart worked out. I got a second and a third, had to, had to give back a fifth. If you move from, f- from five to 12, you're probably getting something like a second and a third or two seconds. I don't know what right. the Packers have. So, um, yeah, I mean, that could work. I just don't see the motivation on the other end.
0: Okay, and we'll close with this one. Uh, TCS, we know JPP will start his defensive end either left or right. Who do you think will start opposite of him?
1: Probably right now you'd say Carl Nassib, and I think there's a belief that Carl Nassib is one of those guys that could drop back in cor- coverage a little bit. Now Shaq Barrett, when he when he came here, said one of the reasons he came here was he was told up front he's like, this is who we got, and we're not guaranteeing you a starter, but you're going to get an op- you're getting an opportunity to compete to be a starter. He wants to start or at least play a lot more. Right. And as we've said on some of these questions, sometimes it's not all important who's listed as a starter. You right. Know, if you're getting 70% of the snaps, does it really matter that you're not listed as a starter? So and. But that aside, um, I'd say Carl now, but Shaq Barrett is certainly going to get a chance to compete for it.
0: Okay. Well, that's going to do it for us on this edition of Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. And we have one more before the draft, so make sure you're back here next week with all those final draft questions. And hopefully we'll also see you at the draft party at the stadium next week as well. We'll see you then.